Welcome back, brothers, to the 801st Legion podcast, a Star Wars Legion podcast. I'm here with Kyle. My name's Matt. We got some new spicy things to talk about, including the new tournament regulations. So without further ado, punch it, Kyle. Hello there. You must Dark side of course is a pathway to many abilities. My red, red, Some green, or red, green, red. I know. She thought she'll do. Sorry about the mess. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Let's rearrange some architecture. Is it possible to learn this power? I thank you for your hospitality. Twice the pride, double the fall. Impressive. I'll show you the dark side. Here we are, guys. We're back. Good to be here. Kyle, how you doing? I feel a little nauseous. <laughs> that was a quick ride, wasn't it? Oh, man. Was that light speed jumping? <laughs> that it was. You don't got sardine oil on you right Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh no. yeah. I finally watched that show, by the way. You did? Yeah, yeah. Oh! oh. So you guys at home, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we were talking about Tiger King. The Tiger King. Matt watched it. He was raving about it. (laughs) Top 10 shows of all time for you. Yes. (laughs) Like, uh, facetiously, yes. Uh, Unfacetiously and for real, yes. (laughs) It was, it was, uh, it was a ride. Matt's passion for it got me to watch it because it was recommended on Netflix while I was watching The Office. And it was just like, you should watch this. I was like, no. <laughs> and then Matt wanted. Matt was like, you should watch this. And I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> well, it's, just, go ahead. it's just so funny to bring up The Office because I got to hand it to the camera men on that show and the editors. It just feels like The Office because those people are so ridiculous. They'll say something and the camera will like zoom in on them. Yeah. Or they'll say something about something and the camera will zoom in on the picture. It's just like Jim and Pam were in The Office. It's, yeah. Well, it's so except great. for pranks on Dwight, it's murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's like oh, in the Twilight gosh. Zone, just the guy walks in. Today's topic is murder. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a place in Oklahoma with some tigers. You look around. You think there's a lot of meth. There probably is. You've just entered the scary door. <laughs> you You've just watched? entered. The Tiger King, the Tiger King show. <laughs> the Tiger show. <laughs> what is, I, I was trying to remember dead. what is his name is. He has a name for his web show. Uh, Joe oh, Exotic. Ha- it's like daily. The, or oh, Joe Exotic. Yeah, that's what I was trying to reference. It's but. so funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. no, it was a ride. It was definitely very interesting. I uh, can't like. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like around three or four episodes in, I was like. Yo, this isn't heat at all. <laughs> this is kind of lame. This is pretty lame. But then, like, because like the first two episodes were like setting stuff up. I'm like, oh my gosh, so much drama. And then episodes three and four were like, okay, like we we were told this already. Like, why are we going over these crazy we're people again? Yeah, I don't know. But by the end of it, you're like, these people are messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel better about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, speaking of television, going back to Star Wars a little bit, Clone Wars came out this week again. The Clone Wars did come our, out. Our uh, weekly Does it come out recap. Weekly? I think so. <laughs> you know, it may be semi biweekly. I think that's how that works. Oh, so oh, semi biweekly, so sem- weekly, so weekly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, it came out this week. I finally caught up. I watched the episode from last week and this week back to back. Nice. Um, gotta say, this last episode was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It made me like the sisters a whole lot more. Gave them way more character de- depth and and development too. What were your thoughts? I have to agree. Like. Because the first thing that I felt with the first couple episodes is this is such a... It went back to feeling a little bit like a kid's show. Yeah. But I was kind of like, okay, I can see where this could be good. Next episode felt pretty good. But by this episode, I feel like we were back to Clone Wars. Like, it felt like Clone Wars. Yeah, again. There definitely. was some nuance going on. I did like the look at Obadiah. Obadiah, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the city. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, but I, I'm interested in what you think. Because well, you're the one who's been like, nah, man, this, this arc is not good. But for you to say it's good... Well, the arc is, my thoughts on the arc overall remain unchanged. This episode, while it was good, wasn't enough to make me like the other two more, you know? The the, the episode right before this, so the second to newest episode, um, when they go to Kessel uh, and all that stuff, it was interesting. Like, it was a good time. I liked being able to see the opposite side of Kessel. That was cool. Um, But after that, like, they land land on a cliffhanger. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's what I want to see. Like, that's the content I want Ahsoka. I want Ahsoka to get in that trouble, you know? 
being in like the deep down and dirty stuff. Right. Yeah. And I guess like you can make the argument is like, well, then that's why you had to start in the first episode. That's why you had to be on 1313. My problem isn't with the environment. It's the characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but I, they're coming around. I like them a lot now uh, as far as like this episode goes. Hopefully they continue to improve. But also, like, you put Mandalorians in an episode, it's instantly A tier. Right. And just <laughs> prefacing this, we haven't seen the new episode coming out today. Oh, yeah, tonight. We're tonight, talking tonight. about last week's. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because you're going to see this when it's uh, not even, like... The last episode yeah. of the arc. Yeah, that big, yeah man, that's going to be that's gonna be pretty wild. <sighs> big stuff. I will say this about the sisters. I really am enjoying Rafa's character. Yeah. I do like her a lot. The younger sister, she's good. She's okay. Um... I do prefer the older sister's arc. She's just got a lot more depth. I think she's a lot more interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I think she experienced the most character growth in this episode. I do want Ahsoka to just use the Force and get caught already. Yeah. We're three episodes in. I'm ready for that. But um, Rafa kind of having a little bit of a change of heart and kind of admitting her faults is a great thing. I enjoy it. No, I, I agree with you to a great degree, actually. I think that Rafa alone is what pulled that episode together. Even Ahsoka, like... I feel like Ahsoka took a back seat in a way. She did. She still played a major role in the episode. Don't get me wrong, but like as far as like what drove the episode, it was Rafa's decisions, Rafa's interrogation, all that stuff. So. I was kind of surprised they actually went through with her getting interrogated. Usually, yeah. people don't get tortured in this show. They yeah. get to the point of torture, a little zappy zappy, over they yeah. break out. But here, she went through the whole thing, and that yeah. was kind of interesting to have. Not, I guess, to see her have to experience the consequences of her rash decisions. Yeah. And to think that that's happening to her sister as well, I'm sure that went into it. But overall, great arc. Uh, I did hate how they ended up back in the same place they started. Oh, yeah. That bugged me a lot. It was like, nothing happened. Yeah. And so it made me feel like this episode was a little bit of them just trying to show the Bo-Katan. And Ursa Wren. Yeah, it's true. Sabine's mom are there. And I get that they could have... There's probably better ways they could have done it. But overall, I'm not going to hate too much on the right. episode because of that. Well, we still don't know what their intentions are. Like, why are they there? They're undercover somewhat. They're concealing their armor for a reason. Which, by the way, the cloaks on, on them are just freaking sweet. I love Was it that. you that said in the Discord that you really... By the way, guys, check out the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Definitely. Um, was it you that said you really wanted to put cloaks on your Mandos? Oh, now? yeah. I want to mold <laughs> yeah. some green stuff and put some cloaks on my Mandos oh. when they come out. You know, all the way in September. But we'll get, <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute for here. For sure. Oh, man. But, yeah, the episode was good. I'd give it a solid six. A little bit above average. Not my favorite. It's still, like, not great. Or It's great. It's good. Like, I'd give it, like, a seven. Yeah, probably around there. Six six to seven. Very enjoyable. Felt like Clone Wars again. Yeah, it did. It, did. Um, it was good. It was above average is what I'm saying. Not quite, like, A tier. but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not the A tier. Uh, but yeah, so that was Clone Wars. Moving on, let's see what do we got here today for you. We got some Intel briefing for you. Um, release dates. We mentioned those. What the heck is going on with release dates, Matt? There, I can understand Corona pushing stuff back. Yeah, let's be real. Yeah, for her, for um, sure. And I, I think that's a fact of life we're all kind of coming to terms with. Because um, just so, just so everybody knows, it looks like we're going to be getting the Staps, the ATRTs, all that stuff in September now. Yeah. And everything else will be kind of spread out through, I think, July and May yeah. is when we're supposed to be getting um, some of the earliest stuff, like Vital Assets and Cassian mm-hmm. and K2. Uh, mostly we bring this up because we are noticing some people, uh, especially through the Facebook page, are getting these things early. Yep. So uh, that's a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. And I, we bring it up because we hate to say it, but it is something that does seem to be happening quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and we hope whatever's happening, FFG can lock it down. Yeah. it's a little... It, it's weird and it kind of feels bad, and I'm sure if we're the only, we can't be the only ones seeing this and feeling bad. About yeah, it. well, it sucks when you po- like. I feel like, like I, I don't want to to frown upon the people that got the product because they 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 saw the product in the store. They they were like, wow, I, I didn't like probably a good chance like I didn't know this was out, or maybe they did know it wasn't out yet, and they're like, well, I'm just gonna take advantage of that because I. Let's be honest. We, if we were in the store and we, we would do the exact same, yeah, thing. like let's be real. Put yourself in their shoes. I mostly blame the the game store for not knowing and staying on top of like what's going on. You know, I, first of all, I don't know how these game stores even got the product. And I think that's the key issue. Yeah, is because if you if you got it and you're an FLGS and you're you're hurting because of Corona, you're gonna sell it. Uh-huh. I, I don't think the problem lies there. I just wish that um, 
I don't know if it's the distributors or FFG, but they need to lock down a release date. They need to be clear about it, and I think just just be open about it. Just a little communication. If they're saying, hey, we got this region stuff printed in this language, we're going to release it, I would be totally fine. Yeah. Or if they said, hey, we've got it made for Spain, give it to Spain. That's totally fine. But yeah. <laughs> it feels a little bad to find out secondhand through Facebook. Well, also, right. when, it also hurts when we have things that aren't coming out until like September. Yeah, that and they're they have. announced now. It's like, yeah. you said this last time, but it takes away the mystery of it all, yeah. demystifies it. I don't feel as hyped. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't help with this whole corona thing on our side, not the, not the manufacturer side or the business side, like on our personal side as players. Like, we can't play it anyway, but man, it would be cool to at least have it and paint it and stuff like that. Like, I get it. Like, we're, there's really no room to complain on that side. Like, no one's going to be able to play with it anyway. But when it comes down to it, it's like that person also already – like, if they're a competitive player in any sense, they have a leg up on everyone now because they've they spent more time with the unit. You can argue Tabletop Simulator, but that's an argument we've had before. Yeah. So I'm also, like, this close to popping out Tabletop Simulator. I own it. Yeah. I just ah, – I'm this close to hopping back on. Yeah. Just, just, just saying, you know, to heck with it. I'm going to take a weekend – dig my teeth in and figure it out yeah just do it but i don't yeah. know but like the whole situation is very frustrating though because like despite how you slice it there is a there is a disconnect between customer and and producer or manufacturer or whatever you know game maker you know ffg and 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 the consumer are disconnected right now not and i'm not just talking about delays but with like how they announce things how they go about communicating things which in my opinion as someone that is that knows a little bit of the ins and outs of the industry of community management of board game sales of tabletop sales like it is frustrating because like i know that like i could point to like hey this could be better you know like let me help you do this but like i understand like they don't need more negativity right now it's just a small squad like let's be real the legion team is small um and they have a lot on their plate and i like all the time i'm just like Whenever I get a chance on Twitter or Facebook and I see something from FG Direct, I try and give them positive feedback because I know that they know these these yeah. are issues. Especially right now where, like, you're working from home. Like, yeah. dude, you got to get these people as much support and love sent their way as you can. Yeah. I just hope that they learn from it is all I'm saying. Like, I, I hope that this disconnect doesn't continue because if it does, I've told you, like, outside of the cast, but, like, the the risk is losing customers. There may not be a community to fund your game if this continues, and that's sad. You know, Star Wars is great, Legion is awesome, but that only goes so far if you're not being honest and communicative with your with your audience. It, it it's it's frustrating, very frustrating, from so many aspects. <laughs> it is. It is. I'll say this because Mr. Pled brought this up on the Discord, and he's so right because we were talking about this and. His comment was, well, coming from the Armada community, this is nothing. And I have to admit, that is that is some point I need to bring up from the counter. Yeah. The, the Armada community was sitting on the SSD for like two years. Yeah. So, so we, we can do this. Right. We can pull through. Um, right. I'm sure it's just a speed bump, but... Like, I, I know other games have this. their problems right now, too. It's not FFG. It's just, it sucks when it's your game, you know? It, that's like, the key. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it can happen all, all it, you don't care about when it happens to somebody else, but when it's your game, that's when arms are released. Ooh. And okay, so, maybe. we don't mean to, like, rag on FFG to rag on FFG alone, you know? Like, if anyone from FFG is listening, which I highly doubt it, but if you are, we love you guys. We love your product. Don't stop. No, not at all. Keep like, going. Just a little bit more communication, please. That's all we ask. Uh, that's a, t- <laughs> like, a tweet every now and then. A tweet then. saying, hey, like, we, like, you did great. You did great when you said, hey, our, our release schedule is updated. When you updated that, us on Twitter, I need that every time. Like, Dude, every time. <laughs> yeah, like, but. somebody needs to be in, even if it's not just Legion specific, just FFG in general, someone needs to be in charge of, of community management, like 100%. Might, might be an Asmodee thing, but I agree. Um, that's that is that's true. It might it might yeah. not even be in their hands. Who cares? It may not be. Anyways, I, we love you guys. <laughs> I don't want to be negative anymore. I'm tired of being negative. We love the game. Let's just continue on with what we love. Um, Let's get into some other controversial. Oh, controversial, controversial things. Controversial. This, th- th- yeah. Okay. So I guess let's stop being negative. <laughs> also, let's continue to be. No, we no. we want to maintain top positivity. Absolutely. And for that purpose, we're gonna bring up the next topic, which is the meat of. The podcast today, yeah, boy, which is the new tournament, Rex. Yeah, 
Uh, real quick, before we get into this, guys, I do just want to let you know at home, if you're listening, if you notice a little change in audio, we're trying something new. We're in a new location for Corona, social distancing, all that stuff. So we're trying this out. If it bothers you, sorry. We're just going to do it like this. Let us know in the comments. We also won't forget to edit things out next time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the first 30 listeners of that that heard my phone call with a customer. That was awesome. Oh, that was funny. Um, um, but yeah, what are you going to do when you know you run a game store where no one's going to come in for hours on end? But anyways, back to the main topic. Uh, the new regulations for tournaments came yes. out. Uh, and we're going to start. We're not going to talk about everything. There's a lot you can oh, yeah. look up. Because there's a lot of things where it's like, Phrasing changes, word updates, yeah. uh, stuff like that. But we're going to talk about some of the things that stood out to us. Um, oh, 100%. There are some things that other podcasts have talked about as well, and we'll talk about some of the same. Uh, but we're going to start out with what I actually really thought was super interesting, and I like this a lot, because um, this applies to everybody, casual or competitive, terrain guidelines. Yeah. I'm that's probably my biggest, this. that's my biggest yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... Don't get me wrong, like, I don't mind a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but when I'm, when we ran our tournament a couple months ago now, it was such a dis, like, I don't want to say disconnect, but also just, like, unsureness, if that's a, (laughs) like, we weren't 100% positive of, like, okay, is this, like, how it should be, we ran our first tournament, let's be real, like, it's going to happen, mistakes were going to be made, um, but now we can we have like a paper to reference like how should something be set up and that's just awesome. Yeah, and I, I think this is great especially for like casual play as well where mm-hmm. like on the tournament side of things you're trying to manage how many tables do I have how many players right. do I have uh, is there enough terrain for me to even make a tournament to happen like how do I get that working but on the casual side of things um, I've played on some tables that have way too much oh, terrain yes. where you're not really. Line of sight is just not a thing. Yeah. Unless you're like two inches away from each other. And I've played on other tables where there is only terrain in the corners, nothing in the middle, and it's mm. just a shoot at gallery. Oh, yeah. And that's not a game. There's no strategy. It's just who has the better dice at that point. Who has more droid units on the field? <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically, I played that uh, against a couple Empire players. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. Like, against an Empire gun line or a clone gun line, mm-hmm. you just lose. Um, so the game can't really be played, and you can't really do objectives. I mean, you're just going to yeah. get shot. So uh, I do like these uh, rules. Um, I guess, breaking it down, what, what would you say about the terrain? Rules? Well, the, the spacing is probably my the most interesting thing. How What is it, a speed one, or not, a range one in between each large piece of terrain or anything that's, like, of line of sight blocking? That was probably the biggest thing to me that made – that was – the most interesting. Um, I know there was something like that in place before, but in the th- in the new diagram, they have a picture and they show you like what that actually means, and that means that like tanks are viable. <laughs> That's my big thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's. In, oh, I like that they say the um, speed one between like those bigger pieces of paper yeah. because like, dude, there. I can understand having some places where maybe the tank can't get through. right, but um, I, one thing that's interesting is like. I, I, this is a rule I've always lived by making the tables, but if you notice in the middle of each three by three square, there is usually like an objective piece. Yeah. So it, in the past, it's always helped me to kind of put those things where the objectives would right. be hypothetically. And if you look here, they kind of outline that a little bit, or at least having something close to it. Um, I do enjoy that a lot. Uh, I like how they set rules for height terrain as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like that. Um, sometimes jump just feels dumb because you feel like, oh, there's nothing to jump over or onto. Or onto. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like why? You're only gonna really just do. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things like that. And right. One thing that I think not a lot of tables I've seen have, but I absolutely love, is area terrain. Oh yes. Something that'd be difficult terrain to walk through uh, that can give you cover. Things like that. I do love that a lot. Um, we're not going to break down everything, but right. like they do say, like twenty five percent of the table minimum, thirty five percent maximum. Yeah, and they do give guidelines. I like that they say guidelines because it's not a hard fast rule. Yeah, but you can do what you need to depending on what you got. Yeah, well, like in the, in the, I love how you brought that up. Like the guidelines, there's nothing stopping your game store when they're running a, a tournament, maybe not a prime, but like a smaller tournament. To be like, we want this table to be a little bit more open. We went on the 25%. We want this table to be a little bit more dense. So we went on the 35%, you know? So there's there's wiggle room, and I really like that. Also, uh, the fact that it, it provides both uh, – this is something I don't see a lot of people talking about, but it's super interesting. They show diagrams and rules for both skirmish and a full game. 
Yes. Which I'm inclined to think with that, you could say like, oh, yeah, like, of course they'd want to do it. But it's in the tournament regulations booklet. See, that's such a – Ooh, do I you think they're gonna? My, my thought is like, oh, do you think they'll come out with a skirmish format tournament, like league championships? Like, well, that for, that foreshadows that they should have one because you gotta think like, there are armies that play armies and units that play yeah. completely differently skirmish mode than they play. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like um, Empire, I would say is a little underpowered in skirmish mode. Sure, sure. Just because their power comes in. A couple big hitters. Bang, wow, Chappelle guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and gun lines. Can they pull out some good stuff in skirmish? Yes. But I have a lot of success with units like like droids, for example. I think they are an 800-point unit. You, yeah. You kind of need to spend your points. But um, well, Rebels do well in skirmish. Right. Rebels well, do great in skirmish. So on my side, like clone as a clone player, like I love clones in both skirmish and full game. Like They perform admirably in both. But there are weapons or upgrades that I will take in skirmish that are that I would never touch in a full game, like the like the shotgun, the BP, Killer, the DP, like with with Pierce range two. That's amazing. I'm not going to really do that with a full point. Like occasionally I might experiment, but like I I tend to gravitate away from that. Yeah. But like getting something like that and using these minis I bought in a different format, awesome. Also Overwatch, you're going to take it in both, but it's just instantly like. Yeah, I'm ready to stand by anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a clone. I'm going to stand by and use it. Yeah. I do like that, especially with Rex's uh, scout. Yeah. Well, you can give him a scout to a scouting party and yeah. recon until Good stuff. Um, I, I hadn't thought about that, and I have. To, I think so. I yeah. don't know if we'll see it soon, but I would love to see, like, a Gen Con announcement. Yeah. Saying, like, hey, guys, uh, we're, we're doing, like, League Night stuff. Yeah. We're doing, like, maybe when we go to Worlds, you can have your... Skirmish Worlds, 800-point Worlds, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, it's it's formats. That's what it comes down to. Like, any other competitive tabletop card game or whatever has different formats. Like, you think about Magic the Gathering, you know, the most famous card game out there uh, has different formats that you can play competitively at. Um, I mean, why not bring that over? I'm sure I, I'm not as 100% keen on War, Warhammer. I know that, I mean, as the biggest game, probably, biggest it, miniatures game. Well, it's interesting is Warhammer, they have, they have different tournament circuits right so like european and american they do things a little different okay um with rules but you, you bring up magic this is something i wonder if they could do with uh skirmish mode that they do for imperial assault oh yeah they yeah swap out which characters are allowed each cycle do you know what i mean oh yeah so they could say hey guys um skirmish tournament this year we're only allowing these minis and then you get a rotation so maybe the meta yeah. from 800 doesn't exactly translate. Or maybe they don't because it's different Or like game, a ban but, uh, list. Like, you know, yeah. like these characters are too strong in this format. We're not going to let it. And that could go back to a full point game too. Like, hey, maybe this this unit is way too good for a full point game, which I highly doubt would ever happen. But, yeah. Because the game, like they've, they've said it time and time again, the game is built as a 3 by 6 game. They will always make sure, they will always attempt to make every unit viable in some capacity for yes. that format. Skirmish being an afterthought or maybe like a second wind or thought process, I should say. Um, it's, a, it's a different beast. It definitely is. Um, but yeah, I, did, I thought that was really interesting. Um, other rules that we thought were pretty cool we wanted to bring up. Uh, this is one that I actually, I've been kind of on the case for this a little while. And this is what I was, I thought people were going to like most. Um, we'll get to the thing people want to talk about most in a little while. Oh, yeah. MOV. <laughs> I, I like the change to MOV. I'll I say too. it straight up. Uh, and now I'll kind of break it down real quick. Um, so the way the MOV change is going to work is that you break it down based off victory points. So mm-hmm. let's say you're doing uh, recover the supplies. So you've got five boxes out there. Each of them is one victory point. At the end of the game, whoever won has the most victory points, and you uh, do a percentage off mm-hmm. that. So if somebody has three, you know, out of 100, they get 60% MOV. The other person gets 40. And you record that yeah. as you move down. I actually really like that. Well, I, the percentage just makes it so much more, like, calculable. Like, you, yes. can, you can directly see, okay, like, this is where this per- person performed well, and that's why they did as well as they did or as poor as they did, uh, inversely, in the tournament. Um, I think that some people will take issue with this because I know there were, like – there are people that do like the strength of schedule. Like, those people are out there. I'm not saying those people are wrong. We personally just favor the MOV. And I know MOV still has its flaws. Like, if you have, if you have uh, moisture vaps, like, and you win, it's not as great of a win as if you were going to do intercept, you know? 
and the percentage-wise does dole down the, the difference in intercepted transmissions a bit, but still, like, comparing those two, most of the times with savage, or sa- most the va- evaporators, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those guys, evaporators, uh, evaporators <laughs> yeah. most of the time you're going to come down to a 50-50 split, and you're going go to go down to kill points. I think it's interesting because that's, like, something that a lot of people in SOS, they would do that just to get the win and walk away. Right. Because, um, number one, your wins still count more than your MOV. Right. MOV is just a tiebreaker. And what I do like in the MOV system, and we'll, we can talk about this in a little bit, is they have the extended tiebreaker. Yes. Where uh, your MOV is taken into account. If you tie MOV with somebody else, then you get the average of the MOVs of your opponents that you guys played. So there's and, remnants of a strength of schedule still, but... Basically. Yeah. Um, but what I like about this is, like, with moisture evaporators, it takes it from being a little bit of a strength mm-hmm. to being something where you, it becomes a weakness. Because yeah. maybe you don't just want the win anymore. You want to win big. Yeah. So moisture evaporators, maybe you're taking it because it's kind of a uh, concession. So 100%. you're like, I can't force what I want, but I can still force this. And as red and blue player, maybe you do that. Or maybe yeah. as red player, you start forcing it because you're like, you know what? I even if I'm going to lose this, I take it just to get the 50 MOV. Because um, one thing that's interesting is they talk about if people drop, then you get like your average MOV. Right. And if people concede, depending on when they concede, you get a different MOV point. Um, so it just it makes being blue player so interesting because you're going to start wanting to take things where, okay, I'm not just going to win, but am I going to win big? Am I going to take an MOV that's going to be 60 or higher? Yeah, things like that. Well, in late game too, like maybe maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm high on something, but late game, I, I'm glad you brought up the color, the blue player thing because as red player, being the last person to go, like maybe you can focus in on like doing a certain objective that you know your opponent can't respond to that otherwise you wouldn't go for. Uh, in a tournament setting, that's huge because like you don't always place. Rarely do you play six six turns in. In a, in, in a tournament. So maybe on turn three, you're like, okay, well, I have all these guys. We're tied on, on points. Uh, but if I kill that guy, I'll, I'll take the win, you know? So yeah. maybe you do want to start, like, like, I like how, like I said, I like how you brought up blue player because maybe, like, you don't go for blue player because you're so confident in your killing ability that you're like, no, I'll take, I'll take red player because I have a lower activation count, but I'm so confident with my standby clones or my Imperial gun line. Like, I'm so so confident in my killing ability that I don't need to go for the objectives as much because I know we're going to tie on this objective anyway. Well, and what's interesting is, like, Bounty and R2-D2 with Secret Mission become that much more important. Oh, yeah. Because let's say you were about to lose 6-4. Well, if you score again, you can probably bring that down to, like, a 45-55. Yeah. Which is so much more important. Um, Not just for you to win, but, like... It gives you that edge on somebody yeah. where you're like, okay, if I can force this, I can pull this off. And I think this, like these tournament changes to MOV, because you can't just turtle up anymore with an MOV right. system. You have to actually be engaged. Which is great. <laughs> love that. Like, gun lines are good, but the gun lines' weaknesses are always mobility. Yep. This kills that even more. I think this combined with vital assets changes the game completely. Yeah. It's just a shame that we won't be able to play it until... Too much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like uh, for those at home, we've been proxying, and like my gosh, I'm loving the vital aspect. Can we just changes. cancel so Corona fun. already? Can we just call it a day? Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what I did to be grounded this long. But. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but no, we we joke about that. But you know, I, I guess any other thoughts on MOV? Uh, that was a quick breakdown. Yeah. On it. Like just just keep that in mind. Well, no, I think that's pretty much it. I'm glad you brought up R2 because R2 leads us into the next topic of the schedule we want to change, and that's. Line of sight. A line of sight change. Which, the reason I say R2, because R2 got a huge nerf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, so R2 is two, feet, or is two feet tall, but apparently in the game he's six feet tall. Six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, let's, let's break it down first. Do you want to talk about how it works? Uh, quite simply, okay. like, in a competitive environment... <clears throat> All environments, yeah. <laughs> you'll you will be using this template that you'll place directly behind, um, directly behind your character or your unit or your mini or whatever you have. You know, only small bases. Only troopers too. Only troopers, yes. Um, and the notch on the top is supposed to be aligned with the middle of the mini, according to where the shot is coming from. And there's a box that is pretty much just like the. It's just like a box that stands like. An inch or two inches above the above the base, and it's just a squared off thing. So it's just a standardized like if you can see the box, you got a shot. It's great for people like Luke, where you know like if their lightsaber sticking up, you can't shoot the lightsaber because well it's he's behind cover. 
it's great for people like Wookiees where they're already so much taller. They have to, you know, they 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 benefit from it greatly. Uh, it's terrible for droid troopers, like all of them, droid like droids from the CIS, R two, everybody that's like thinner or could utilize cover easier is now nerfed in that respect, which we've talked about this before. I think droids having to cohere to this role is actually kind of lame. I get it. Like, I'm not complaining from a gameplay perspective, but, like, I feel like because they're smaller, they should benefit from that. Yeah, and and I'm not going to lie. That was a benefit. Me being a droid player, being just that much more skinny of a character. Yeah. And uh, your your droids aren't that, I hate to say not that mobile, but outside of your commanders, they're not hanging off their bases at all. There were times you could hang out, like, and maybe your base is hanging outside of a wall a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's covered by a box, but you're behind the building. Yeah. So there were times, I had to think about this for a little while, because it's a controversial topic, like, and I want to bring this up, like on the Facebook page for the lead for Legion or whatever, man, it's getting heated out there. Oh, yeah. I, I think people need to, just straight up, um, I actually copied down and read the post from one of the admins from the yeah. Facebook page, because he, he brought up how people are being vicious about it, they're being very rude. Mm-hmm. They're being mean to each other. Like if somebody thinks this is the greatest thing ever, they're getting just hated on yeah. supremely. And if people think this is a bad thing, they're getting hated on too. This should not be happening, guys. Yeah. Like, I th- yeah, chill out. Like, chill out. I've seen the same. Like, chill out. It's, I remember one one interaction in particular. Not even a heated comment. The person just posted a comment. Like they had printed out the template, and they were, they were like, "Well, how does this work?" So they posted something where like the corner was sticking out, but it was it was. Like, I saw that yeah. same one. And, and then was somebody talking. was like, oh, here we go. All these whiner babies complaining about edge cases. I'm like, you realize Legion is a game of edge cases. It like, is. we are inclined to ask the hard questions because we always want to break the game. Like, that is – that's – who doesn't do that, well, that's, you know? I hate to say it, but that's literally how you win the game is you, you win these games by – we say breaking, but it's literally like pushing the rules to their limits. Right. And that's how you do it. Um, now, if you're, if you're casual, don't worry. It's not right. going to be an issue, but – there's no need to get mad and angry, call people names, give mm-hmm. threats. Uh, and especially, I, Legion is a game where I've seen a lot of people are newer to board games, like yeah. tabletop minis games. Very introductory. Very level. introductory. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. If you've played minis games forever, you need to take it easy on these guys. Like yeah. You can't, you got to give them a pass. Like the last thing you want to do is like, like, like toss this shade. It kind of makes me chuckle and that's why I'm struggling to With, find the words. But like. Toss the shade at people that are newer to the game that are spending buco amounts of bucks to keep the game you love operational. Because maybe you have everything and you're done, you know? Like, you don't have to collect as much anymore. You only get the new releases. But now this new person is getting everything because they're so in board, on board. The person that was rude to them or made them feel bad for asking a question, like, you just ran them off. What good does that do? Their money was going to fund your hobby. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like even – and that's, like, the most cynical way to look at it. But it still rings true. Like, I don't understand the, the mentality any, either way, you know? Yeah. Just so, chill out. Be a good person for once. <laughs> a little harsh. <laughs> Hot takes from Kyle. But, uh, yeah, but calm down. Um, but, yeah, so just, I was never calmed up, Matt. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, I did not like them at first. Right. But the more I got to thinking about it, and there actually was another post on Facebook that made me think this was great because I, I was mostly on Reddit and I didn't hear too much about it on Reddit. The Reddit discussion mm-hmm. was a little quiet. The Facebook page, there was one guy that said this and it was so clutch. Um, I played X-Wing, you played X-Wing, yeah. I played Armada. Um, but he said, he put it at this point where like the maneuver, what the template does, because if the controversy is this, if you're hiding behind a wall but you put the template behind somebody and you can see the corner of the template but you can't see the mini, right. you can still shoot the mini. Um, what this does is it puts Legion on the same level as X-Wing and Armada. Yeah. Where in X-Wing and Armada, you're, it's not about the ships. The ships are representative of the base. Yeah. So it's cool, but the base is what it's all about. And that may be You can play a calm. plasticless game. Yes. Just get the cardboard out. Exactly. Yeah. And so now you technically don't even need the mini to play the game. And I, I actually like that a lot. It made me kind of take a step back. Um, I think a big part about this, too, is that there, it doesn't jive logically. Yeah. Will on the Discord pointed this out that he he kind of would have liked there to be like dual sizes. So like a standard one for like regular trooper minis yeah. and maybe one for shorter trooper yeah. minis. Um, just so that way there is not that big of a difference. And I don't which see would have been fine, but it's not I, that and, big of a deal. I definitely see a future as well where they are like yeah no like maybe we didn't think about that or maybe we changed our mind. We do want it. They could still do that, you know, yeah. like with community feedback they can still do that. So like constructive feedback, hundred percent. 
being hostile, that's not going to work. <laughs> not at all. Um, but one thing that – so I I remember going on record with the podcast, like, saying I'm not a fan of, <laughs> of this at all. Yeah, yeah. We and, talk, This was weeks ago. Yeah, and then it came out, and I was like, actually, I'm a super big fan of this because the way they di- approached it, perfect. It's like a video game. If you know anything about video game development or how, like we'll, – we'll use shooters, for example. There's a thing called a hitbox. You may not always get a shot right on the person, but it's in their hitbox. It accounts for margin of error. It accounts for all this stuff that that could happen within the computer system or anything like that. There's a standardized box around these characters. And as long as you hit that area in their hitbox, it does X amount of damage for like a headshot or a body shot. And I love that it translates so well to a tabletop game. All it is is a hitbox now. You know, like it accounts, it's, it's gracious because like maybe two turns ago, you nudged that character a little bit further than you should have been. Oh, well, now there's a little bit of a, of a lean, uh, like a a margin of error uh, flexibility is what I'll say. And it changed with that outlook. It totally changed my mind. Um, R2, like I'm still with Will, like, like we were talking about, like, I wish there was a smaller template for like R2 or maybe like. Astromex in general, I, I, I wish there, there was something like that, but there's not currently. I'm not going to complain about it because, like, overall, R2 still has amazingly good abilities to get to not get shot at. If he has suppression, he can still destroy. Yeah. Or C-3PO, I think it is. C- yeah, C-3PO he has to be He can still distract there, you so you're still not shooting him. Well, it's also, um, like, without any upgrades like alone, like, not many people. In my experience, maybe you're in your local meta, you're seeing something different, but... I don't see people shooting at R2, like, at all. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, I'm not going to waste a turn on that 35-point activation. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just walking up for that secret mission. Oh, my gosh. Our, our last game, I can't tell you how many times I started shooting Kenobi, and then at the very end, I was like, I should have just shot somebody else. Yeah. I really should have shot R2 or something. And then if they do kill R2, okay, you just wasted that 100-point activation on this 35-point activation. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Overall, I think we both agree this is a positive thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't I've no. been saying that a lot. How many 100%s can I give you today? Can I, I give know, you a thousand percent? <laughs> we need a couple more, okay? Um, okay, but that's I'll, I'll just, try. Yeah, but like, guys, just be be patient about it. I do encourage you guys all to go read the rule book because, like, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, thousand percent. I love to see it. But like, please go do that. It might take a little bit of time, but if you scroll down to the very bottom, uh, first of all, that's where you're going to find the templates. They did provide them to print at the very end of the pages, um, and it's just a little quick thing. Read that; it'll help clear up everything. Um, I think a big part of what we're seeing is, first of all, this the way it's been w- was there for two years, but also a-, a lot of people aren't getting a chance to play with the rules. Yeah. I think once we play, like 99% of the time, I don't think you're going to need to actually check for line of sight. Um, It'll be pretty apparent once you get comfortable with it. It will be. And uh, just... It's new. It's a change. Change is hard. You know, yeah. like... Once you get used to it, though, it's it's just going to be muscle memory yeah. or eye memory, I guess, when you could be like, oh, with the box, I can already tell that's going to be, like, a shot. So, right. you know. It, it doesn't help that, like, we aren't going to get our hands on this till September. So Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, aren't, well, we have the real. template. That's which true. Also, shout out to, like, anyone and everyone that's making 3D printed one on Etsy or did, Shapeways or anything like that. Did you see those ones that's, like, the um – the maps? The, yeah, the maps. Those are so cool. Endor. Yeah. I thought those were so cool. They're a little big, so I don't know if I would use them because there will be cases where you're like, I'm, I'm not sticking that behind yeah. the character. But it's so cool. I also really want to get used to doing this like with walls. Like, okay, well, I can't exactly put this neck right directly behind because there's a wall there, you know. We'll see. Edge cases, but we're, those are edge cases that we'll figure out, figure out when we get to play the game again. Give us some, yeah. Give us like a month. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll be back. Um, yeah. So let's uh, give our final thoughts on that. Then, like all the changes. I mean, I think we're both in agreement that these changes overall are really good. I would say largely positive. Um, and even the ones that I didn't like at first, I, I'm they're growing on me. Yeah, I like them. I think this is directly, and this goes back to the points we were making earlier, being communicative with your audience and with your with your con- consumers. This is directly, like, I feel a lot of this. these changes are directly influenced by the feedback that they receive from the community. I don't know what the playtesters for the game are saying behind closed doors or anything like that. But I hear all these complaints, or I did, about all these things before, you know, from, from the community. And I, it does, again, it feels so good when FFG does listen and, like, corrects or maybe makes an adjustment here or there. To say, hey, we're listening. We want you guys to have fun playing this game. So my favorite thing is that they specifically used Luke because he was the yeah. one that always got talked about. Yep, and he they specifically used him in the yep. example. And Wookiees with the with the leader with his yeah. knight, his sword up there. Yeah, they they they, they, they listen. 
They listened. And R2, because people were wondering how that was. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they nailed, like, with the pictures that they used in the book, they nailed every single one that were, like, hot topics, you know? Anyways, uh, moving on to community questions. Uh, what do we have in store for us today on community <laughs> questions? How many pauses can I put in this sentence and still sound sane? I think you were st- you stopped sounding sane a while. Okay, <laughs> probably true. Probably, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. R- run us through a couple questions, Matthew. Absolutely. So the first one we've got here. Um, in case you guys don't know, like I said again, shameless plug. Go to the Discord. A lot of people on there, um, and that's where we get a lot of these questions. From. Yeah. So feel free to you know drop a question on there. Come join us. Got yeah. a lot of cool things. Uh, this first one is from Rebel Sean, and he asks: Since we have flyers like the Snow Speeders. Do you think X-Wings or TIE Fighters will ever come into play in Legion? Maybe troop transports like the one that the First Order has? Question mark? Well, I know what your mind is already on, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody mentions a little bit of a LAAT action every now and then. uh, Those LATs. LATs? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) LAATs. Yeah, do do you want to take this one? Well, let's unpack that. You first mentioned X-Wings and TIE Fighters. I don't don't think so. it would be cool to see, like maybe, like you have like uh, maybe a character that does like an or like a like a bombardment or something like for their pip or whatever. You might say like an orbital bombardment. Yeah, you might say that. Maybe you know? Leia or somebody else, right? Maybe they do like uh, okay. a tactical sh- airstrike or something, and you put <laughs> let's say you put an X-wing model on one side of the board. Every time it a-, a unit activates, it moves X amount of speed. And anyone like in that, this is just me spitballing like how that could work. But every time that unit in in its firing arc has like X, this unit in range, it'll an enemy unit in range, it'll shoot at them. That'd be cool. Like I don't see it happening though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just too. It's too. I don't want to say it's too big because they can scale minis. Yeah. Um. I think it defeats the purpose. I think we'll definitely see lats and HMPs. Oh yeah. I well, think everybody you got to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even U-Wings? I don't know. Like, I think every faction, maybe minus the Rebels, could viably see like a hover air yeah. unit. In fact, we have the rules in the rulebook. We thought they are for Staps, but they're not. So it's yeah. got to be the, the Something lats. Else. It's got to be the Lats. You but, are uh, firm on that, my friend. I'm so firm. Like, I will die before that happens. Watch, like, it's for like some stupid droid. I'm, call- <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you right now. It's the... It's for BB-8. He has like this weird ability. <laughs> when he just flies. <laughs> <laughs> His cable whip. Just, yeah. It's yeah. like a helicopter. <laughs> BB-8 gains hover one. <laughs> <laughs> can't be shot. Can't... Yeah. <laughs> Range one attacks don't work. Lightsabers don't hit. Um, I would love. I, I'm calling you right face. now. Gen Con announcements. LAAT and the HMP are the big announcements. I'm calling I'll it. I'll do you one better. Gen Con announcement. LAAT HMP ATAT. You think the ATAT? Dude, already? why would they go with that? Those big units without bringing them all in. Sorry, That's rebels. True. Sorry, rebels. It's your fault. Okay. <laughs> it's your fault. You didn't have the resources for a heavy. <laughs> Should have been cooler. No. <laughs> no, I think they'll come out with if something. They, I think what they'll do for the ATAT is I think they'll wait until they're ready to put the clone tent one out there. The ATTE. Oh, you think? I would think so. I don't know. Maybe. Because I feel like there has to be parody, and the way they do things, there's a lot of parody. Uh, well, I guess the, the difference is in Armada, they did the Super Star Destroyer. And then nothing came out to rival it. I guess they did have the Starhawk and the Onager, but those were together. Okay, but like um, you say that, but then we look at the recent releases, like the Phase 2 clones and the B2 clones. They were supposed to be parodies, but they're not similar at all. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. But you do have, like, Infernal Squad bandos. Yeah. Cassian and Iden. Right, right. I'll give you that. But I'm just saying it's not unprecedented to have not to this not is, have parodies. This is true. But no, um, I see what you're saying. I will I, say this: I do. I have been talking about. This. I told you about this idea for going back to it. With um, somebody needs to have an ability where, kind of like the Cad Bane thing, where you put out tokens. Yes. And with like, it's almost like a mine. When somebody, it's basically like a mine. One except, might say it's like a mine. One might say it is a mine, <laughs> except it's coming from above. Oh, okay. Like do it like um. Somebody should be able to call strikes like that. Like oh, we yeah, already yeah. have the orbital bombardments. We already have you know maximum firepower. Uh, but I think that would be a cool objective to do. Or where oh, your commanders yeah. get through like two or three bombing runs the entire time. Yeah. Maybe um, this is how X Wings come. No. Yeah, maybe that's exactly. <laughs> that's how you do it. So, like, you put down tokens or something, and your commanders, uh, instead of activating, 
maybe each commander can just activate an overall bomb, like a bomb, like a bombing run. Yeah, call one in. That'd be tight. Uh, That'd be sweet. Or maybe like that's like it's a commander with a pip, where like this commander can place uh, a bombing targeting token at range four of them at the beginning of this turn, and at the beginning of the next turn, the bombing run happens, and everybody yeah, I mean, at range one takes damage. That'd be a cool way to do it without bringing them in, um, kind of all a. Leia and Veers, yeah, but without being too ridiculous. No, I, I think that's a really great idea. Yeah, no, I, man, I like it. I like it. It a lot. could be like a one pip, but it would be a delayed reaction. It'd be cool, man. But I just keep on coming to the LAAT thing, like, because <laughs> like I think people like assume that LAAT is going to be super huge, but when you look at a comparative like to people standing next to it in the movies, they're not that big. They're like two ATSTs next to each other. Well, like in the size. tanks are like technically as big, if not bigger. I mean, we saw Rogue One. Yeah, and you could put them on that base, or maybe even a smaller base, because they're up in the air. You know how ridiculous would that be, though? Like this, like trooper mini base size with a big <laughs> flight stand, and then like a star four, destroyer. Like, <laughs> it's the Death Star, like like almost to the roof of your building. It's just like this long stand. Death Star is up there for for scaling purposes. All right, so I can see all of your minis are all out of cover. I can literally see your entire planet cover one. <laughs> no, bro, that's cover two, okay? Let's the, be real. The atmosphere, you know, blocks line of sight. Where's the template? Pull the template out. Show me on the rule book right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it. But no, um, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. They're cool. I, I think that I think they're coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think we just maybe not X wings and Tie Fighters, but yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and I think that's right. We're probably covering in a card or an ability, but not themselves. Um, the next question, this is from Ethan uh, on the Discord again. What are your thoughts on subbing models? Uh, for example, using a Death Trooper to try out Infernal Squad. Um, yes. Hundred percent. Like hundred percent. Like, well, okay. Right now, it'd be kind of weird because you don't you don't know the the, the card the card for the Infernal Squad. But as soon as you see it, we do it all the time. You know. There's still a different feeling when you actually have the mini, when you actually have their card, when you can reference it. It definitely feels like a demo game that you don't want to do all the time. Like when we were playing, when you were proxying in Cassian and K2, there's a lot of like, hold on, let me look this up because I don't know what the wording is, you know? Yeah, like I had my phone the whole time. Um, it feels like a demo game. It's it also, it was also, this is actually something I like about the line of sight issue is that before I was like, well, I don't, Cassian's a lot bigger than what I was using for Cassian. Yeah. So it's like, okay, line of sight's not exactly the same. But now with the template, you can just be like, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Let's you do subbing in a lot easier. Yeah. Well, and I think if they, if they didn't want you to do that, they wouldn't spoil cards so early. Yeah. They Like, or I should say, maybe they don't want us to do it, but if they if they didn't realize that's a, that's a thing, and if they weren't okay with it, they wouldn't let, they wouldn't, well, they, they wouldn't show the stuff They off. would do the GW thing where, like, they announce it, and then five days later, the product is... For sale on yeah, the like yeah. Um, I say do sub, uh, especially because if you're trying to be competitive, um, and I say this from like, uh, you don't need to be winning worlds to be competitive. You can be casually competitive right. where you just want to perform well, or even just for. And fun. how many times have we talked about that Dude, too? Just, all the time, yeah. right? So listen to the podcast, you nincompoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we're Kyle. in a spicy mood. Can you tell we haven't played Legion in a couple weeks? Kyle, we're gonna rewind to the whole Facebook thing. Again. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to calm down, sir. <laughs> I need you to STFU. <laughs> you, I'm gonna need you to calm all the way down. Yeah. Never calmed up, Matthew. How many times do I have to say this? Slams uh, pen to table. That was aggressive. That was very Just aggressive. Um, but I say yes. What do you say? <sighs> if you say anything other than yes. <laughs> You know, part of me wants to say no just to spite. No, but I, no I think it's totally fine. No, yeah. I, really. Like, I don't think there's any reason why. Like, going back to the thing. Like, if they didn't, if they weren't okay with you doing it, maybe they don't like it. Maybe they do like it. Yeah. But if they weren't okay with it, they wouldn't do it. I think tournaments are different. Yeah. Um, it, it actually, that is something in the tournament regulations where they did talk about you need to now bring the actual thing. Like, you've always had to bring the actual card no matter what. But you also have to bring the FFG products alone if you're on a live stream or anything like that. Which is interesting that they pointed that out. I think it's just for worlds. Um, like, there's go read the rulebook. There are things yeah. about bringing the product and whatnot. Uh, but if you're casual, Pro dude, just ask your friend. Yeah. Ask whoever you're playing. They're probably. I fine. think you even need that little square that says proof of purchase. Do you really? No. <laughs> Why did they I, even still do that? There's I some throw, probably some stupid government regulation that says that. Dude, I throw those away. <laughs> I should probably. <sighs> now keep you them. can't prove that you bought 18 different Pathfinder units. Stop! I'm <laughs> the only one that buy. Actually, my Pathfinders are looking really good. They are. They're they mighty fine. We nice. both got our Pathfinders painted. We did. Not by you painted yours, and I had someone else paint mine. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've been in man. 
I, you know, we've talked about like you need to paint during coronavirus because that way you can stay sane and you get your hobby done. Um, Kyle's out here paying someone to do it. I'm out here paying someone to do it, and then I'm playing Animal Crossing for 170 <laughs> hours in this last week. <laughs> oh gosh! Don't judge me. I, I Don't kink shame me. Okay, yeah, but next question. What's our next question, Matthew? All right, so this is a big one. We're going to read this all off together. We'll break it down. This is from our boy, Will. Uh, he says, do you think that FFG would be better served if spending development time for the Imperials and Rebels on fixing the bad units uh, versus trying to put out more new units? Yeah. Good question. Um, seeing as, and he basically points out he has a lot of stuff, uh, but the very end of the question is, uh, I don't know about you all, but I'd happily pay $20 for a Rebel Faction upgrade pack that gives me all new cards for the old units that brings them up to the level of playability. Um, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Do you want to tackle this one? What's your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, like, I think we just need to unpack it. There's a lot asked there. Going back to, like, pretty much what I feel like he's getting at is, like, should there be reprints? Should there be, like he said, upgrade packs? Um, I think there's room for some of that. I don't want necessarily to have just, like, Rebels not have their... Like, I don't want Rebels to not have Nimble anymore. You know, like, I don't want something like that. If we're talking, like, a, a Rebel-only weapon, you know, like, oh, here's a, a super punchy we weapon now that, now that all Rebel core troopers can use. Okay, yeah. We've talked about, like, when they inevitably come out with Wookiees for the Clone Wars, um, they do, like, a Wookiee-only... Arm, armament upgrade that they can ignore the armament requirement. Kind of like how droids have the integrated common tenor, I think is what it's called, yeah. where they can ignore the, the tech upgrade. I think something similar can come out with them where they just like you can just be like, okay, Wookiees only get this like immune to pierce or what, you know, whatever, you know. Um, that'd be cool. I don't see it happening for like core units. I think mostly that would be reserved for spec ops. I or agree. commanders or something. Um, well, it's an interesting thing because we talked about this last time with uh, like snowtroopers, for example. Because I think when people talk about, I, I, I for okay, I want to preface this. This is kind of my personal belief. This is just you know the doctrine of Matt. This is a right. gospel, but it's you know the gospel according to Matt. Um, I think units need to be somewhat playable, but like all units should be playable to an extent, but not all units have to be meta. And yeah. I would argue just about everything is playable right now. Maybe not to a competitive standpoint, but I think VA fixes a lot of the problems with a lot of characters. A lot of units. Um, just like even like yeah. like bombing run validates speeders like 100%. A lot. 100%, Matt. 100%. Did you know that was a percentage? We're up to like 10,000%. Oh, my gosh. It's over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, okay. Side note. I, I saw this video that was so funny today. It was um, this lady's on the ground laughing. She's embarrassed. And her husband goes, we're watching the news. And it says coronavirus deaths in this state. Oh, hit over no. 9,000. Her, her first response was to pull up the video of him going, it's over 9,000. <laughs> and he's like, how do you think of that first? She was so embarrassed. But um, I, don't, I think the... Like, I think the ATRTs are a good example. Yeah. For example, this is getting back to topic of where when Wookiees get released for Republic, they'll they'll be better for Republic, I think, but they'll probably have upgrades that have lethal on them that yeah. you can put on the Rebels. Um, I would love a Rebel, Rebel upgrade pack with stuff like that, but... Uh, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah. I just... Uh, not not yet, at least. Maybe once, all, once there's enough units out that they can say, okay... We can chill out for a little while, but um, I think the game needs to get flushed out a little bit more. I am a firm believer, and I said this before, that nerf, like, it's going to go roundabout, but I'm going to come back to it. That nerfing is not really the way to go. But what I mean by that, really, when I say that, is that sometimes the answer to a unit that's overpowered or really strong, let's use, like, short troopers, mortar gun, the gun line, you know? Um, or maybe like standby clones because they're getting more and more popular, you know. Um, something like a counter to that isn't always necessarily a nerf or a, or a nerf. Maybe it's a new unit that brings cohesion or synergy to another unit, you know. Like I think about teamwork as a keyword, you know. Maybe we get a spec ops unit or maybe we get a uh, freaking – operative or commander that's teamwork rebel troopers you know that would be freaking amazing like every time it's like quick thinking or take cover i mean take cover 
but better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like take cover. Like, okay, so I'm dodging. Now all my rebel troopers get dodge tokens too. Yeah. You know, that's something that I think would help them. Um, now then you get into the question like, well, okay, now is that like an instant ad? I don't think so. You know, it just makes those characters viable in that certain list that you have in mind. Yeah. Are you, is that makes Does that make sense? No, I, I completely agree. And I think that's what you're saying kind of goes all uh, um, Inferno Squad. And I want to yeah. bring them up because uh, they specifically can tie into core units and spec ops units. Mm-hmm. So let's be real. If you wanted to run like Gideon Hask or Delmico in a set of uh, scout troopers, or snow troopers. There's a lot of benefits there. It's oh, going to yeah. cost more, but I don't see those two units um, getting fixes anytime soon. I see them staying there, and if you want to run them, great. Yeah. They'll, they'll be run. I also well, think low profile on yeah. someone that hits hard like Gideon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Great. Put them in scout troopers. You know. Do it. Exactly. You see, there you go. Uh, or like snow troopers, where you can pop out, shoot, pop back. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. There are uses. Um, I, I think I see that going the way to be because not everything needs to be. Again, not everything yeah. needs to be meta, but everything needs to be a little playable. Uh, and I think more objectives, once we get them, will change things. Like Pathfinders, yeah. I've got this stinking, like sneaking suspicion in my mind that they will be... There's got to be something to do with them. Yeah. There's got to be something to do with them. Not necessarily easy to find. Maybe it's a very niche use. I also just realized... I just want to be the guy that does that. Yeah. I also just realized, quick clarification, that you won't be able to put these in Scout Troopers. The Gideon and, and Del Miko. They're only oh, be, that's right. Yeah. Core Trooper or Imperial yeah. Spectrum. So that was my bad. Sorry. I misspoke. That's, that's but, me, but yeah. Um, it, but yeah, so like, like you want to do that. Right. Snow Troopers, I, I think put, putting an offensive push on them. What did, wait, do Snow Troopers have training? Do they, they have steady. So Short Troopers have training, though. Uh, snow Troopers don't. But um, Short Troopers with training, which already is like. It just makes that combo even better because we were already talking about how Gideon's going to go amazingly into short troopers. So, yeah. uh, Man, it's wild. Yeah. And I I just, to go back to it, like, I think the ATRT, again, ATRT is great with it. Like, Wookiees will probably be better for the Republic than they are for Rebels. That's just how it's going to be. And let's be real, the Rebel faction isn't, they're not based on those things. They have other, they're all about heroes. Yeah. So it has to go into faction identity it's kind of, Yeah, it's kind of going back to another thing we say all the time. It's like with droids, be, like droids are an exaggeration of rebels where the units are super weak, but their heroes are super strong. So like rebels are just a smaller version of that. We got Operative Luke, which is probably right now like my favorite unit in the game. <laughs> like he is just so good, you know. So, like, I can't say Rebels as a whole are bad. Like, they're really good. They have Sabine is amazing. So, when Mandalorians come out, we'll see how that even makes it, them even better, you know? Agreed. And I, I don't know. That's my, That may be an unsatisfactory answer. But, yeah. Uh, the truth is we're not developers for fantasy fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's a good point because we don't know what's coming out in the future. Yeah. We don't, we don't know. Maybe the meta will shift completely. I, I personally think it'll probably shift towards clones. Mm-hmm. Um. Once arcs and stuff come out, I, I just think standby arc troopers. Heck standby yeah. arc troopers, man. Also, <laughs> just, I'm so tired of fighting clones and just oh, I have surges everywhere. Everybody surges to defense. Like, that sucks. It's like so unsuspecting. It like oh yeah, I can shoot this guy. Not oh, I got eight hits. Oh, you suffered two. Great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man. um, I don't know. I think long long, long yeah. answer short. I don't think it's going to happen personally. But I don't want to say it's out of the question. No, like, exactly. I think it can, but I, I doubt it will. I could see points changes. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's another way that they could like really buff up some un- beef up some units. Like Wookies is giving them a little bit of a decrease because they're really they are really good at some things, you know. Yeah. So. And if we're talking land speeder and air speeder, I think just you gotta build for those objectives, right? Also, people want to hate on the air speeder, bro. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> God gave us a gift, and y'all are sticking your you're biting the mouth that feeds you. <laughs> Their speeder is good. Uh, it's situational. <laughs> <laughs> After all these months, the truth comes out. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the air speeder. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. All right? But I think that's it for us today, guys. Um, that's, that's all our questions. Um, we will keep you updated with whole, this whole coronavirus thing. Um, again, if it ever comes down to, like, the shelter-in-place thing here, we're probably going to have to do this podcast over Discord, so we'll let you know how that works. Prepare for a lot of us sounding like death troopers. <laughs> and then Discord notifications going off every second. Ding, ding. ding. Oh, <laughs> freaking hate Discord notifications. I just slammed my pen against the... 
I've been doing that a lot today. My gosh, dude, you need to go see like a therapist. Dare, you, dare, dare I say 100% uh, of the podcast. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, that's it for us today, guys. Any, Any concluding thoughts, Matt? Uh, yeah, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay you safe. Come poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Calm all the way down. Oh, man. They're going fast. That was a car zooming by outside. Zoom, zoom. That was Sonic the Hedgehog. Got to go fast. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, uh, we appreciate it. Go fast. Got to go fast. Bye. See you guys later.